I mean, I was trying to wait like a minute, but um, I waited too long, as it turns out, to start this thing. We Way too long. This, whoa, boy, a long time ago. Hi. Hi, it's the Project Game Day postgame show. Not what I expected today. Not, again, that I didn't think the Bengals could win this game. I, I thought they could, but mm, we didn't see we didn't see it. Happening. Why didn't we though? Not That's like like this. Yeah. Well. Okay. Like this. Okay. Well. Okay. Um. Couple things. I can't even complain about them not kicking the field goal in the first half anymore because it was utterly effing irrelevant. As no, it turns but out. but it still feels like it should have happened. Yeah, but maybe. um, at the end of the day, right? Um, the Bengals' offensive line has drastically improved. Something I didn't know that happened. Um, and then the defense of the Bengals took advantage of the Ravens' offensive line. They're not as good. Uh, Ellen Oueva was getting his ass beat once again. People on the timeline like to talk about timeline. I mean, in Twitter, like to talk about. Is there an argument that we learned today that Patrick McCarry was really the MVP? Of no, this team? honestly, I mean, I'm telling you, him going out obviously hurt. But 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 I saw people, you know, giving Ella, uh, uh, Villain Oueva praises, and, and I want to know what were y'all seeing that I didn't see. I feel well, like I felt like okay, so he played better than he did at right tackle but, right. what, but what exactly are we saying here glenn no what we were exactly definitely great you're we right Rita. we were great what on is the, the bar here we, for villanueva playing the way he's played has he been has he had some stretches where he's played pretty decent yes but he's been inconsistent at best and today like he did week one he got his ass beat and that's really what happened that that is he has he has been in the backfield pretty much every play. I mean the problem was beyond he. You're right. The problem was beyond him. The pro- no, I'm just like, I'm just bringing I'm just bringing. I said yes. the offensive line, yes. and then I brought up Villanueva yep. because because he's the first person that came to my mind yep. in today's game. Yep. Yes, McCurry being being hurt. And I thought Power struggled today too. He did. I mean, the whole offensive line struggled, and at some point we knew that that was going to happen. This is a makeshift line here, right? Yep. Guys are being shifted around pretty regularly. And so you want to have some continuity, but it's very hard to do that. And then you have guys on the line who, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't see what you guys saw in Villanueva in terms of, okay, did he have a couple of good stretches? Fine, that's fine. But at some point, you guys knew this was going to happen, right? I, I think Come we on. wanted to believe that serviceable could be enough. Okay, I think, and it's I, not right. sometimes. And right. today is the day that it wasn't. Right. And that's all I'm saying. When you start playing better defensive lines – what exactly do you plan on doing, Baltimore Ravens? Are you because you did pretty good last week with Bosa? You did a pretty good job with that. Well, are they this that much better up on the defensive front of the Bengals this week that you couldn't as, have a similar game plan? As a whole, they are. As a whole, the Bengals. Okay. okay, you know, as a but whole. But do you get right. you get I, my point? Bosa as a player is a better player, sure. but as a whole, the Bengals front is better than the Chargers, which has been borne out as the season's gone. I'm just on, making right? a point that we saw we saw a guy like him get kind of chipped around yesterday uh, uh, last week, right. and I'm not really sure when Alan, when Villanueva was getting 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 hurt out there. What was exactly what was happening? Here? What was going on? I, Nobody helped him do nothing. And I'm sorry, I can't do nothing but laugh because I honestly thought that what we saw today was what we were going to see last week. Not not like 40 to 17, but I thought that potentially the Chargers was going to give that deep this defense a problem because we mm-hmm. know this defense has issues, mm-hmm. right? Um, so when it didn't happen last week, my immediate concern was Cincinnati was going to be the one to expose it, which makes it worse because you don't want to be down 0-1 in your division. So I got a couple thoughts. But first of all, my first thought is this is the Project Game Day post-game show, which we started with still, I don't know, nine minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no. Um, but the Ravens uh, agreed with us. They knew it was over, so they took Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they put Huntley the in. And and at this point, that's for the best. They don't need him getting his ass kicked any longer, even though it was still technically a three-possession game. They just didn't need him. Technically his, a three-possession yeah. game. Uh, they didn't need him to get his ass kicked. Although No, it, that was before the other touchdown. Don't do that. Uh, no, the, the, they left him in before that. They just took no, him out. I'm so, I'm so, oh, you talking about they should have been no, taking him out. The, it's the 24-point game still. So it's technically no, you said three. Pos- pos- that's technically oh, a three-possession well, game. Whatever, it man. Is. It's I, you're right. Get out. I hear you. Eight times four or three is 24. Eight times three is 24. I said technically. Whatever, man. Yeah, man. Get out of here, man. I mean, look, and it's crazy, right? Because we 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 saw them do it uh, the other night against, against Indianapolis. The Colts, back yeah, back. but this team is way better than the Colts, that's so, it. That's <laughs> it. so we can't go there. Okay, so the the, the Project Game Day post game show is also yes. brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and UnderdogFantasy.com. So, all right, I, there's a bunch of stuff for me to break that break down because what's what's going to stand out to me the most is two things, right? 
And two things. You bring up the Alejandro Villanueva thing to play the offensive line. But to me... That's not even a standout thing. It's it's an observation. Well, but I think it combines with... I do think... Their inability to run the ball yes, play is the a big, big role. story I and agree. plays into Absolutely. the problems on the other side of but, the ball. But to me, this is something that has not – this is not conducive to today. No. We've seen this all season no. at, at times. Well, except for one game. One game they right. ran the ball. That was last week against a porous – And the Chiefs. Um, Lamar ran Lamar. the ball against well, the Chiefs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, Lamar ran the ball. And, and based and, but, on – But Lamar ran the ball today. For a while. Yeah. For a while he did. <laughs> well, he had like 68 yards, and 63 yards away. in the first half yeah, or something right. like that. Um, their inability to run the ball, I do think, plagues their defense. And I'm not giving. I'm not I trying agree. to give the defense a pass. I agree. I'm not trying to say no, like. I agree. I I think the reality of they can be a good defense if they can run the ball, and maybe not even necessarily run the ball the way they did the last couple of years when it was insane. If they could run the ball at all, they could be a good defense. Yes, this got away from them defensively in the second half. There's no doubt about that, but we're unwilling to recognize that what went along with that is the offense didn't do a damn thing I agree. after the Brown touchdown. I agree. After that point, it was over offensively. So we can say, hey, yeah, the defense fell apart, but I think the two things walk more hand in hand, and I think they're both, to me, equally troubling. And I don't know that right now the problem is necessarily the personnel on the defensive side of the ball. Would you like to have one more corner out there? Uh, yeah, I'd like to have Marcus Peters out there. But the reality is Anthony Averett largely played well today, right? Considering like, the fact that he's a guy that you knew that they were going to pick on. They told you in their press conference this week that they were going to pick on him. They were clearly – they were obvious in saying that he was pro- he's had the most targets so far on this team this year. You, you knew what they were going to do, and I agree. Humphrey is the one that we need to be having a conversation but about. The answer to me is I don't care who you're lining up against, Jamar I'm Chase. just making a point – I'm just making the point – that's not. I'm saying that Averitt is a guy that out right based I, on expectations. I, he he played better correct. than the guy with all the money today. That's all I'm saying. But he I, did. I think there is a a big. I read. I think, and I hate just saying, well, you can't win this matchup. But like, I think sometimes you have to acknowledge that when you're place, facing certain players. And I don't don't think we're there yet because Jamar Chase is only what seven games into his okay, NFL career. Okay, but this is my question to you, Glenn. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, is it that? You do you believe that the the defensive coordinator and this defense potentially because of what you said he's only been this is only his seventh NFL game took that for granted potentially as opposed to really game planning and and treating this team as an offensive juggernaut it, even if you don't see it that way mm-hmm. you did really well the week before mm-hmm. with you had a similar game plan that you did with Kansas City because of the offensive weaponry yet you came back in here again and started blitzing crazy like you you do mm-hmm. you like to do and it didn't work and you know, so as the game went I'm on, asking, they said hey you, let's just go throw the ball to the big guy that catches the ball okay but my thing okay fine right that's fine right. And, but no but, i get it but but blitzing don't help either it's right. my point right. right you didn't find you didn't have right. a, you didn't make an ant you didn't have an answer for him and is it do you think potentially is it because he's only in his seventh nfl game that they have they felt like that they could potentially win this matchup because humphrey is this guy this big player and you know he's done you know he's He's a big money guy, and although he's had some struggles this season already, he's still our number one guy. It's an interesting read. It's an interesting question. Did they not respect Jamar Chase That's appropriately? My That's my question. And and I think I think the answer could be both yes and also for this one. I might be willing to give them a pass for that if they fix it the next time around. Right? It doesn't make it okay today, but. I I do think there can be an argument to, hey, we got to see that guy do that before we just assume that's who he is. Like, we got to see him go out and manhandle our guy before we just believe he's going to do it. I, I'm not necessarily – if that is the answer – they'll never tell us, obviously. But if that is the answer, I don't know that I could beat them up too much over that, right? Like, I think it's some to some extent – you kind of acknowledge that most teams probably don't just immediately treat Jamar Chase that way. Now, at some point, they're going to have to, and pretty soon, they're going to have to. This dude is a problem. I don't know why we didn't know that 
before now. He play, I mean, he has played extremely well. He's played football. really well. There's he's no a, question. He's what top five in receiving yeah. or something, or is it touchdowns? It's one or the other, or maybe both. At the end of the day, he is a problem, and they have a good team offensively. So I don't know why you went into this game not thinking well, that and, Jamar Chase. You probably did consider him a threat, right. but the level of being a threat is potentially where where it went wrong here. Part of what you just alluded to is is I. It's an additional part of the problem. They have other good, really, really they short, good wide receivers. That's my. But that was that's yeah, exactly that my point, Glenn. That's my point. You do have other good wide receivers, and you do have a good running game in Joe yep. Mixon. And Joe Mixon, if he needs to, he can catch the ball as well out of the backfield. So I don't understand what the game plan exactly was supposed to be defensively coming into this football game because you did a really good job against other offenses that are very high-powered, but did you not consider this one to be a high-powered offense? Because you looked a little different than you did the other week. And why? And why? Why is it? Is it because Joe Burrow is a second-year player? Jamar Chase is a first-year player? Well, they have ties going back to college. They already had a connection. They don't need the NFL to make a connection. They had one already. So let's start there. So and then you do have other good players like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. We all know who Tyler Boyd is in this town. Yep. yep. So I'm just, I'm, I just want to know what exactly were you thinking as a defensive coordinator, as a defensive coach going into this football game to not respect them to me, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Right. In the same manner that you respected Kansas City, in the same manner that you respected the Chargers. That's all I'm asking. Rita, I think the answer to me – I can't. I can't tell you what they were. You know. What sure. I mean? like, I'm, I'm with these you. are I, all just rhetorical right. questions that you can't answer, and we would literally have to talk to Mr. Martindale himself Correct. to get an answer like that. I'm just saying that that's an observation on my end, and and you have admitted to mm-hmm. saying similar mm-hmm. things. I think that what jumps out to me though is the reality of this defense is going to be a problem. This defense is going to be a question mark, in le- unless. This team can figure out how to run the ball. But didn't we know that week one, too? We we did, but they survived it, right? (laughs) They survived. The defense was terrible against the Colts. They survived it. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It took it's so the offense continues to bail them out, and then we so we just act like it doesn't exist. But that's whose fault is that? That's a that's such a loaded question that I don't know the answer. You know what I'm saying? Because you could say, well, the defense needs to be better. I don't know the defense can be better. I don't think that they can. I don't think that they have the personnel to be better. Last week was an example of that they could be better, and you could say that except the fact that they ran the ball last week, so it set them up to be better. I think they can be better, but I think they can be better if they're asked to do less. I agree. I, I think that's the reality of what this team is going to be. And so to me, this is a chicken and the egg type of deal, right? Like, I think you have to solve the running the ball thing first and then figure out if you still have to solve the defense after that point. If the answer is just we got to go out there and win shootouts and throw the ball 40 times every game, well, you're going to win some of those games. They already won a couple of them this year. It's not like you're going to lose – you're guaranteed to lose if that's the story the rest of the way. I agree. But you're going to lose some of them. So I agree with that. Um. So I think that you and I can both agree that the offense did not play well today, minus a couple of things that here and there. I, I guess my question to you, though, is do we does the offense get a pass for being inept today because they've it appears they've carried this team mm-hmm. more so than the defense has up until this point? So, Rita, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you feel comfortable asking well, no, answering because everything is in context, right? Right. Like as a whole, at five and two on the season, I'm I don't really have a problem with the Ravens' offense. The the problem right now you is should like, though. But the thing is, you should like you literally, you literally just when we started no, the show, you literally the, the, said that they can't but run the, the ball. That's the specific part. It's that. That's a big part it's, of this. hundred If they can't figure out how to run the ball, Rita, I don't They're think, in trouble. I don't think they have a chance of winning the Super Bowl. I agree. Whatever you want to say beyond that, you know, we can I say, agree. but we're just making big proclamations. The point is, if they can't figure out how to run the ball, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. And that's really all that matters. I agree. Right? So that, to me, is a very specific thing. Lamar Jackson has played great. 
Lamar Jackson has been otherworldly. Uh, Marquise Brown made one of, has made this season two of the great catches we'll ever see in the history of this franchise, including one today. It's insane that he managed to figure out a way to drag his toe before his knee came down to pull that ball in. Rashad Bateman, other than the one drop last week, has looked tremendous. Mark Andrews, overwhelmingly, has looked outstanding. This is likely as deep as they've ever been at the wide receiver position. There are so many good things about what they've done offensively. They can't run the ball at all. And it's bad. And it's they've, bad. they've either fallen in love with throwing the ball because of it, or they're just saying, we, we, can't, we can't fix it. We can't. There's nothing else we can do at this point to fix running the ball, and so we have no choice but to hope for the best playing another way. That's the only thing we can do, and we've won some of those games doing it. Today we didn't. Hopefully we'll win more of them moving forward because we're not going to be able to do anything else. I, I don't think that's the scenario, but I think it's close to that. I agree. I think it's, it's close to an open acknowledgement of, look, we can't run the ball with these guys. Um, I think that – so that's a little unfair to the point where I think that Latavius Murray being in kind of makes – It definitely little, hurt it, them, it, yes. it, it, Him not being in hurts them. Because he's I think the most consistent He's the most of consistent of, of the, the, the other guys. But he's guys. not – you know, he's and, certainly – Outside of Lamar, by the way. Right. Um, he is the most consistent. But the, So obviously not running the ball, to me, comes down to the offensive line. Back, We're back to square one. And you have guys that are in positions that they originally didn't start that way or, you know, they, it's been moved around. It's been changed a couple of times. Now now we know for a fact that Ronnie Stanley is not coming back. We yep. learned this season. So you have, we're stuck at the left tackle position. My question to, you know, the, where do you go from here? You have a bye week next week. Where do you go from here in terms of fixing the offensive line? Do well, you they, start allowing your – do you start forcing your tight ends to chip a little bit more to, to help well, you guys? And, and look, Nick Boyle's like, inevitable return will help right, a great deal, right? right? You, like, you know, you know Boyle's, you know Boykin, they're really good blockers. So that and, and those guys are coming off of injury, so that helps. But but what about the guys up front? What exactly can you do with what you have? We don't know the status of Macari, who yep. eventually went out today with an injury that hurt. So what can you do? When you come out of the bye and you start going down the stretch to improve your run game, and I don't have the answer to that, Look, Glenn. I, I don't. This is going to dominate, I think, most of the conversation we have this week. By the way, the Project Game Day post-game show, which started some time ago, and the game still isn't over. It don't matter. It's been over. I'm aware. That game was I'm over. I'm aware. It's technically it's, three scores. It was. I was right about it's that. It's technically three It's brought scores. to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. Download the Underdog app right now. Use the code PRESSBOX when you deposit $10 or more. You'll get $10 free to play with. It's a lot of fun. It's not just the uh, fantasy contests that you know from other sites. Player props, parlays, things along those lines. Underdog Fantasy Football, underdogfantasy.com, and the Underdog app. So the trade thing is going to be the, the dominant part of conversation Absolutely. over the course yes. of the next two weeks. Yes. And to me, it's twofold, right? Because... I think you have two separate problems, particularly related to McCary now, right? Like, if McCary is really out for a significant amount of time, you don't have a choice. You have to try to trade for a tackle. <laughs> there's no there's no debate any longer. It's not funny by any means. Like, la it's, I'm laughing because it's becoming pretty desperate mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. You don't you, – you you move the right tackle to left tackle. You don't you, – you down a lineman in Ben Cleveland. He went out, what, last week, two mm -hmm. weeks ago. I can't even keep it. You hope McCary is, is not injured – you know, Tyree Phillips is just coming back, but what, what do you expect him to really do? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, in fairness, just, if, if he was playing guard I, the way he was supposed to be playing guard, I he just, might be able to, like, he probably yeah, but, is your best bet to be your starting left guard right now, but you can't have him there because he's got to be your swing tackle. Yeah, you got to be your go swing right tackle. tackle today, this, is, right? this is a mess, Glenn. It's a mess. It's a mess on a team that finally got considerable weapons but now the the trenches is where the issues lie correct and so I, that's why i asked like is there anything that you can potentially do from a coaching perspective that can help these I, guys? I, no, and I, don't I don't think, think i know that. the answer yeah, I, don't I don't think, think that there's the, an answer i don't think I, you can i think you desperately have to be looking for you I, got to my, you got to trade my buddy greg rosenthal brought up isaiah Wynn's name i don't know what's yeah, going on with that yeah. i don't really understand that like and it it confuses you because 
the reverence you have for Bill Belichick makes you say, if this dude doesn't trust Isaiah Wynn, why in the F are we trusting Isaiah Wynn? Like, what? <laughs> because you desperate. Right? Like, now, somebody would also point out a year ago the Steelers didn't trust Villanueva, but the Ravens went after him anyway, right? <laughs> like, it, it just because a team gives up on a guy doesn't mean that. Sometimes somebody else's trash is your treasure. Correct. And, although Villanueva is not, not a treasure. treasure but but he's, he's a serviceable piece of trash. <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> I'm that's sorry. Rough. That was mean. That is rough. I take that back. That is I, rough. So look, I'm I'm I'll talk about I'm absolutely gonna talk about Isaiah Wynn. Wonder, if 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 Isaiah Wynn's really available, sure, let's talk about it. Like I you have to look outside the equation for tackle help, particularly if McCarry's out. You got to. But that alone to me doesn't solve the problem. I've right. said a million times, it's abundantly clear you don't have a dynamic back on your roster. Or specifically not a dynamic back that you trust. And I don't know if Tyson Williams is a dynamic NFL running back or not. I couldn't tell you. Uh, John Harbaugh doesn't think he, so. They clearly don't think so. <laughs> he clearly so. doesn't think so. Um, and there's at this point, there's there, it would be silly. It would be foolish for us to keep sitting here and saying, well, maybe it'll be Tyson Williams at some point. Yo, we're seven weeks into the season. Like, come on. The, and he's the, already been in a doghouse. Like, stop. Literally, stop. Latavius Murray was literally your best bet to have at consistency at running back. But even he was not dynamic. He wasn't explosive. He wasn't any of those he's, things. He's the word you used. He was serviceable. He was, he a good, was serviceable. He, he was serviceable, right. and he, he, he did what he was supposed to do. Now, and you watch the other guys play, and you see why Le'Veon Bell was on the practice squad, yeah. potentially as long as he was. Um, and then, again, you know, Tyson is trying to get out of the doghouse because of the fumbles situation so this is <laughs> so to me, but really, Look, to five me, and two is good going oh, into the buy it's great going into the buy with all of the issues yes. that we're talking about because this could literally be another team and they would be having the exact opposite yes, of a record 18 by the way if, if mccary goes on ir he'd be the 18th dude that would be on ir right, this year right you could easily be two and five absolutely at, at, you at, can easily be worse. two and five yeah so so to me you have to spend the next two weeks attempting to address both the tackle and the running back positions now a lot of you immediately whenever anybody says that like you're not thinking about the cap you're not thinking about this no no, no. stop it Stop trying to prove how smart you are. You're not. <laughs> I ain't thinking about that There's damn cat. so many people that try to think because they think it makes them seem very smart. I know that. Now, I don't know if the dumb person that you talk to down the street doesn't know that. But you, this thing where you think that you can prove how smart you are, you, you're not. And I, God, I love you. I don't know you're why y'all don't smart. know by now that the cap not real. I don't know why y'all don't know that by now. The Chiefs have shown y'all. The, one time the Chiefs had like $10 or something like that or $100. And then one time the Saints had negative something, something, something. The cap is not real, y'all. Well, I mean, this is not. You can always figure things out. You can always thing. make a way. And, and there's always a conversation to be had. There's plenty of guys specifically. Like somebody brought up the name Saquon Barkley. And I was like, all right, let's be silly. But then I looked at it again okay. and I'm like, you know, technically, it would actually work, right? And I'm not what? trying. I'm not you, cap wise. You could bring Saquon Barkley on because his number. Well, he's this still year, on his rookie correct, deal, correct? And his the money doesn't come in until next year. Okay. Like now, next year he'd be seven million dollars or now, something. Now, why like that. would the Giants I, do that? Trust me, I, there's there's no world. I'm not trying to talk about it practically. My point. Okay. And people weren't. Is that technically based around the concept of the cap? Oh. You could. I see. Trade for Saquon Barkley and not have to do anything. You wouldn't have to move anybody else's money. You could just absorb Saquon Barkley's money right now alone. That's the reason why when you say, well, but what about the – stop. Nobody is pretending like those things aren't real or don't exist. The point that I make when I say you're making the phone calls is to find out. I agree. What really is out there, what it might actually cost you. You have likely five fourth-round picks next year. And Get as rid I said of earlier, those, Get rid of one. Those aren't this remember a few years back when uh, everybody was going with Gaga over the Ravens making all these picks in the fourth round and th uh, this is the greatest round in the history of the NFL draft and everything they have to show for it a few years later is Tavon Young who's a kind of okay football player. <laughs> That's it. Right. This notion that having five fourth round picks because the Ravens have pretended like they love the fourth fourth round. We can't rewrite history. They're scratch off tickets. Yeah. That's all they are. They're yeah. scratch-off tickets. I just think that, and honestly, picks, too, to me, should be used as collateral for trade value, for trading for players. So if you do make an in-season trade and you use one of your fourth-round picks, well, to me, that's the purpose of having the fourth-round pick. It Sometimes it's, yes, you do make a pick, and then sometimes it's for leverage to get a guy that can impact your football team and in a more immediate um, stance. So, I, yes, that's great and all, but maybe that fourth-round 
pick could be somebody that could potentially seal your offensive line and for a playoff push for the now. Do you want the now or do you want the future? Because as of right now, they're still they're still one of the top teams in the AFC. Fact. So do you want the now or do you want the oh I, in the future? I, I just want to pull it up to remind everybody that 2016 draft was when they had those five yeah. fourth round picks and everyone raved about their fourth round. Yeah. It was Tavon Young, mm-hmm. who's been okay. Right? Like, he's been... Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's been hurt the majority of the time. But when he's played, he's been okay. He's been decent. Chris Moore, Alex Lewis, Mm -hmm. Willie Henry, and Kenneth Dixon. Damn. Greatest greatest round in the history of the draft. Damn. Well... You got the assets. You have them. Now, I get it. And I've talked about this with Ken before. Like, they also like to have additional mid-round picks to attempt to package together to maybe be able to move well, that's up what, if they want but to. I'm, but right? I'm also saying that you can use it for the leverage for the now, too. And so, I agree. And I that's agree. my thing. Is like, Yes, that's nice to, to move up and, and get a guy that, that you potentially really wanted right. and use it for that type of collateral. But you also have the – you also have a – you also should be – if your team is in a position to be good enough to go to the playoffs, you need to be pushing forward and trying to solidify that portion of it but, and that's what I'm saying but to our point if if the team that you're talking to about a player if you think that Marlon Mack is the guy that's got a burst that can help that isn't great and but yet could be available for a reason but what's Marlon Mack going to do behind that offensive I, line now that's a different I get it we'll get there we'll get there because okay. I'm not saying one fixes the other one does fix the other. I disagree. I don't think you can fix the running backs with this offensive I, line. But, but uh, Murray has shown you he's uh, he's serviceable. I don't think serviceable is enough for this team. Okay. I don't think it is. I don't okay. think that serviceable. That's where you and I, I think disconnect is going to be enough for this for, to win a Super Bowl. I don't think so. Okay, uh, that's fair. Do you, but but who would be available that you would think this is the, could move the needle in that well, regard? I mean, potentially James Robinson could. I don't know if he's actually available or what he's available. That's But that's my point, Rita. Maybe, because like, Jaguar's I, a dumb as hell. I don't know, <laughs> right? Like, when people do this, they, it's this it's this thing we do where we're trying to win an argument, and, like, I, I'm... I'm not I, trying I to win an argument. Well, I'm not saying you. Oh. I'm not saying you, but I was doing this with Stecker earlier today. Okay. And I'm like, dude, I... I I can't tell you who it is. Right. I was just curious. I thought maybe you had somebody in mind. Oh, no. I mean, I I wish I knew. I wish they would let me know who was available. We've used the name Marlon Mack only because it's the one guy that they were openly discussing trading. I'm not telling you that I think Marlon Mack's the answer, but if you're telling me Marlon Mack costs you a six-round pick, I'm like, eh, I'd roll the dice. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. try to figure it out. That's fine. The point is always you don't pay too much. Like, these things that you try to say back, like, it makes you sound smart. Everyone knows that. No one is saying... Give up two first-round picks for James Robinson. Right. No one. Th- I mean, say no one. No one with a brain. If yeah. somebody you're talking to, if your to brain is smooth that, as a bowling ball, stop, then we ain't, right. if we ain't talking about your. Stop you. talking to them. We ain't talking about you if your brain no smooth as a bowling ball. No one is suggesting you overpay. <laughs> right. The concept is go find out. Nobody's going to do that anyway. Well, when I say nobody, I mean uh, Eric DaCosta is not. He's right. not going to overpay no, anyway, so it doesn't even not. matter. That That's but, a moot point. But, but I, I, I agree I'm, with I'm you that you need. I'm working the phones to find out if there's a back that's available. I agree. But I don't think well, that solves the I'm, offensive line. I'm, I'm doing the offensive line. And that's the point. I'm that's doing where I'm going. Both. Okay, that's fine. And that's fair. Because I don't think you can solve this without it. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl without addressing That's both. fair. And that's fair. And that's the context to me. I think you can be a very good football team. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with this offensive line and a better running back or with this one additional offensive lineman and these running backs. Right. I don't think either one of those scenarios works to win a Super Bowl, particularly if Patrick McCary is going to be out. If we find out that Patrick McCary is going to be back after the bye, maybe I'm still I'm still skeptical of it. Yeah. But, like, maybe if Patrick McCary's out, there's no doubt in my mind you can't do it. I agree. That's where I am with that group. Let's get to some comments because I've been – I'm sorry. I haven't gotten to any of them. we got a bunch that have come in. Uh, uh, KZ said, thanks for the week off, Rita. Enjoy. Have fun. You're welcome. I picked the I picked the right one, didn't I, KZ? <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul from Orlando. That defense in the second half played like a bully that got punched in the mouth and didn't know what to do afterwards. Uh, yes, and th- that to me, again, speaks to why I think you have to run the ball better for Absolutely. this defense. Absolutely. I agree. I, I don't think this defense is so good. Is there – I think, Rita, there's, there's more room for some, Im- some improvement – things that can be done def- differently on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. than there is in the run game. But I don't think they can become a great. If if the Ravens aren't a better run offense and don't control more of the clock, I don't think this can be a, an exceptional 
high level defense without but, that. Well, they're not. They showed you that today, so I get the logic behind that because they are. They showed you that they need some help sometimes. They need a break and they need to be sitting down mm-hmm. and allowing the offense to do what it is that they do. Mm-hmm. And so again, we gave them a pass two weeks ago because the Ravens' offense decided to click against a Colts defense that has had some injuries um, and has struggled as well. But now today you're playing against a, a different defense, a better defense, um, and the off and the, the offense could not capitalize off of off of today, and you needed the defense to kind of make some stops, and they just couldn't do it. And this is to me been a glaring issue, but we've overlooked it because the offense has done their part. They've showed up and they've won some football games in spite of the defense. Today, just they just couldn't do it. Jeff, speaking of, uh, speaking of week off, the Ravens need the bye week badly. Unfortunately, every weakness for this team was shown today. I want to think through that, though, right? Like, what? I, I think you need the bye week to do the assessment of how you can help this team from the outside. I don't really know that the problem is that they're beat up right now. Well, but they are beat up. I mean, that's obvious. But, but they're beat up with pl- players that aren't playing. I don't think the problem is the guys are so worn down that giving them the bye week will make them that much better coming out of it. I, I don't think that's specifically this team's issue. I think that's when you have a later bye week and like you get through 12 weeks of the season and you have been getting your ass kicked and then like, boy, you've been waiting for that bye week and you know you could really use it at that point. I don't think this – I think uniquely this team's specific problems are the sheer number of players that they've been playing without – They'll get Nick Boyle back, we think. I mean, Nick Boyle... He's been practicing. ...practiced last mm-hmm. week, so presumably... The timeline would suggest he's either going to be back the week after the bye or he'll have to be back the week after that, like at least activated the roster. And while uh, Bo Smoka told me he didn't like the way that Nick Boyle looked running around on the practice field, I just don't know why you start his clock if you're not confident that he's ready to go right. during the course of that time frame. So presumably they get Nick Boyle back, and that will be very helpful to this run game. Nick Boyle, I think, has been very underrated in how impactful, especially, remember, a year ago, we thought it was impactful they lost Hayden Hurst. Now they're doing this without either one of them. Right. Um, so I, I think that's extraordinarily helpful to this Absolutely. Team to get Nick Boyle back. But but who else are you buying time to get back that's going to be a difference maker? Because Marcus Peters ain't coming back. Your running backs aren't coming back. Ronnie Stanley's not coming back. Nope. Maybe the bye week will give enough time to Patrick McCarry. Again, we have no idea what's going you on hope, with Patrick You hope. You'd McCary. like to think. And, like, I'd like to think that Ben Cleveland's going to be back at some you'd point. Like to think. But, like, do we know really how significant Ben Cleveland is going to be? Like, the guys that are the most significant aren't coming back. They're, you're saying they already were out. Yeah. Yeah. So this buys you a little bit time to get closer to Nick Boyle. And I'm not, that's, a, that's a good thing, right? That's a big thumbs up to get a little bit closer to Nick Boyle. But outside of that... What are you getting closer to? Right. I, mean, I agree. Dalen Hayes could get on. I like Dalen Hayes, but do we have any idea to think that Dalen Hayes is going to be a, you know, like, I, that's the reality. That's yep. what you're up against. Yep. M- maybe McCarry. And the schedule don't get any better. Oh, it don't get, no. It don't, it don't get any no. lighter. I mean, luckily, the toughest games are at home, like the Packers and the Rams, but... I mean, you still have another game. You got to go back to Cincinnati. I was getting ready to say, whoop, so yeah. I was just getting ready to say, wait a minute now, because they only played one game yeah. against Cincinnati. Yeah. They got to play them again. And you got two games with the Browns. You got two games with the Browns, who eventually they'll get their running backs back. And Yeah, then they look pretty good running with their third guy the yeah, other night. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know exactly what you thought. What, maybe you think that they get a breath. A fresh air in the bye week. I just think like, it's more. No, not you, but um. Yeah, the, Jeff. Right, yes, Jeff. Yeah. I'm not really sure what you're expecting to come out of that bye week because if like I'm with Glenn, if they don't do something to solidify something, whether it's the the offensive line, I am the I am mainly offensive line. Glenn is offensive line and running back. I don't know what exactly changes when you come out of the bye week. What exactly changes? I think it has to be the the week has to be for assessment and for aggressiveness and attempting to make a play and again this might not be they might look at this and say this wasn't part of the plan part of the plan is we were stockpiling draft picks because we're about to spend a bunch of money on lamar jackson and that's going to impact our cap structure moving forward so we wanted to have those guess what sometimes things change yeah you're five and two sometimes things change you're you're five and two what are you building for like what thank you what is it thank you if you're I, look, not building I'm, for a championship, then what are you doing? I, I want to build for, you know, I'd, I'd love to build for championships every year. That's a wonderful thought. But right now, you're 5-2. and two. Right now, you're about almost halfway through the season, and you're in the mix to try to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Go try to win it. That's right. 
That's what I'm building for. Yep. Um, yeah, KZ, you're right. Five and two in the bye, all the same. Yes, yes, correct. And that's that is the difficult part of this that I'm going to try to encapsulate in a in a column later. You are five and two, and by any stretch of the imagination, if we had sat here before week one, and you and I had said, "Would we be happy sitting at five and two at the bye week?" We would, of course, said, "Sure, yes, absolutely." Looking at the games that were on the schedule. We would have said we would have been very happy being five and two at the bye. I don't know that we would have said we were happy anything worse than five and two, but we would have said we were happy at five and two. So it, you do, and but that's part of the part point, right? You're five and two. You're in great shape. So go try to fix the problems. Go try to fix the problems because I do think it's not unfair to say if you don't, it's hard to imagine them not overcoming you right. your, these issues right. as the year goes on. I agree. Um, and yes, obviously things are worse today in Kansas City. There's no doubt. It's I mean, it's a what an abomination. Ah, I love it. Uh, Paul, this team is just not good. It's way too many holes to fill. Our linebackers can't tackle. Our offensive line can't block. Okay, I mean, hey, you not being good, but being five and two, I'll take it all day long. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I mean, I, well, who's better, sir? I, but this is. <laughs> I mean, it's only, it's a couple. It's a couple. It's a couple people. You can probably say Cincinnati right now is playing better football. You can probably say Buffalo's playing better football. But then after that, who you who are you saying is better? Yeah, somebody would say Tennessee based on the results of the last two weeks. Okay, fine. Man. If you want to say that too, but that's three teams, and and there's there's. There's 32 teams. There's 16 in the AFC. Right. You only mentioned three teams. Who right. else is better than the Ravens right now? And by the right way, we're saying arguably, right? If we're, like we're saying even... if we're saying that the Ravens are the fourth best team, and we're not even saying that with certainty. We're I'm saying so, hypothetically they, speaking, at the worst case scenario, at worst case scenario, they're fourth. They're the fourth best team. Guess what? They could still potentially get in the playoffs with the, with four. There's seven slots available, sir. So yes, do they need to be better? Absolutely. I completely I, agree. I, I keep coming back to. I know the defense is a problem, yes. but I do think the defense could be fixed by the play of the offense. The defense could also be fixed, Glenn, too, by scheme. Because I don't think that Wink gives them favors at times. That is my personal opinion. I do think that at times he runs blitzes at the wrong time. That is that is I, my I, personal I, opinion. I don't disagree with you, but I don't think that there was anything they could do to win this football game no, today without I, without I agree. running the ball. I without agree. Running the ball. I agree, but what I'm saying is that at times the the things that are being dialed up does the offense no favors as well, and that's something that we that we should be talking more about. Carson Wentz has some crazy stat against the Blitz on Monday Night Football. Like he was like eight of nine right. or something, right. and he kept doing I it. Know. I know. What is your problem? Because we see that he's eating y'all's ass up, and you just kept doing it. But that, and so that's the problem that I have. You're doing your guys no favors when you see that something's not working but you're so aggressive uh, that you choose to keep doing something that is insanity i agree that it's part of the problem i agree that it's part so of the yes problem. some of the players having not having the best players in position is some of the problem but skiing to me is just as much a problem because you're not setting guys up to be fa in favorable opposition that's my issue the offense is what it is you're right they have to find a way to run the football better that that is what this team was built on and now you want Lamar to do something that previously that wasn't even what he was doing. Now you want him to do it, but now you're not giving him no help in the backfield. Not, of course, not intentionally. You right. had two guys go down, right. so you you're makeshifting a running game here, but it's not enough. It's it's going to be enough against mid teams, but against teams. We have to consider Cincinnati to be a very good football we team do. at this point. 100%. They they have they took the Packers into overtime. Yep. They beat the Ravens obviously who was 5 and 1. They are coming they right now they're first in the AFC North. You have to give them the respect right now. They are playing really good football. So you do have to consider them a premier team and I would have to assume that as of today people are going to consider them premier a premier team because they beat the Baltimore no Ravens. No argument for me. So if you want to start beating teams that like this, like the Bills, yes, the Titans because Derrick Henry is is so nasty that we know what they could do with that then yes, you have to find a way to have more balance and get back to running the football. And Lamar can't have five sacks. Well, okay. Yeah, well, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to get to today. I did want to get that. Oh, to I got – y'all know I, I love Lamar, but today was bad. 
Um, from from Paul, I think it's safe to say after the buy, the mindset has to be they need to win throughout scoring teams because you can't trust the D to bail them out anymore. I, I mean, I'm just being honest with but you. But who was expecting the D to bail them out right, this and, year? But, but I also need to know what that – Paul, what does that look like? If you think that the answer is the throwing the ball 40 times a game, I don't think that's going to work either. I mean, I just don't. Again, I'm not saying it can't. We already know it can. They won a couple games doing it that way. That's not who they are. But the notion that you can win a Super Bowl just saying, hey, we can't play defense, we can't run the ball, all we all we can do is just throw the ball 50 times. I mean, I get the Chiefs won a Super Bowl basically doing that two years ago, although we do like to forget that as that year went on, they improved defensively. Like We, we just try to conveniently forget that, that as that season went on, they improved defensively. It's so hard. And look at them now. Oh, okay. yeah. Look at them now, Glenn. They, they look never, at them last they year, They never got Glenn. to a place so they could look figure out how to run the ball. Look right? at them yeah. last year and look at them now. They went to two Super Bowls. Yes, they won one that way. But the second one, they, they're highly unbalanced, and they don't run the football. Yep. And people found – Tampa put the blueprint on, out on how to beat Kansas City, and everybody else has come in place and done that. When you take Tyreek Hill out the game and you allow – Kelsey to do the underneath thing and you don't run the football and you no longer have um, the guy that we have here because I always forget names. Thank you, Sammy Watkins. I I always call him Clemson, yo. That's why I couldn't remember his name. I call him Clemson, yo, for some reason. Sammy Watkins, which to me was a big part of of their offense as well. (sighs) Uh, Now, I, I Cause they ain't been right since he's been gone. I hear you, but the numbers do not bear out that he was helpful. No, 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 no. He stretches the field. He allows. I, he he gives Hill. He gives Hill the cushion. That's what I'm saying. He gives. So because why would you bring in Josh Gordon? Apparently, you felt that there was a need that needed to be oh, I, that needed to be fit. I, that was Sammy Watkins. Yeah, that, no, I, I I'm telling you. I can't. I'm telling you, you Glenn. I can't give you from that. preseason. They haven't been right. They haven't been well, from, from preseason. It has. They have not been right, and they do miss Sammy because he is a guy. I know he's the probably the third best player, but he's still a very good football player. Just because the two dudes before him is better don't but, mean that he ain't good. He wasn't productive in any way. It, he no, was but, in no way but productive. Ju- but, okay, so just like the same way we talked about Hurst and maybe his production wasn't in stats, but right. where, but his contribution well, to the field, Sammy Watkins brought that same type of thing. Man. And so now he's gone and you're trying to plug in other guys that don't have the same dynamic. They don't do the same things that he does, and it's different. Well, I mean, I, if you can't replace a non-productive player and get them, if you can't find somebody, that's but it's a bigger not about, problem. It's not that's about his production. It's about what he draws on the defense on the field, and that's what I'm saying. And now you already don't run the football. So running the football is right. really their biggest crutch. But now you've, you've, you're locking down the other two guys, and your third option isn't as good as the third option that you had before. That is Kansas City's problem, in addition we're, to defense we're, being We're definitely bad. spending way too much time on the Chiefs. I get we're it. All right, fine. I'm just bringing up the fact that Sammy I, Watkins I, is I a guy. I've, some, I think Kyle tried bringing that up earlier this year. Because it's true. I can't, I can't give that pet. You, you don't have to give it. That's what Sammy it is. Sammy Watkins didn't do anything in Kansas City. I just told. He I didn't just do told. Anything. I literally just told you the impact that he had on the field. I, know. I can't give you stats because sometimes stats doesn't matter. But and and look, we can say that about how Hollywood had moved defenses around, how hurt and how Hurst moved defenses around in the past. It's about the scheme. Sometimes it's about well, the they, scheme. They would run, run completely different sets when Hayden Hurst was here. I mean, like they were running. Three times I'm just making a point. Field. Look, we yeah. would sit, we would sit here and talk all Which day I, about Andrews being better, but but we were negating the fact of what Hurst was doing while he was well, on the, the dam- field. But the damning part isn't that they lost Hayden Hurst. The damning part is that you couldn't find someone that could replace the level of non-productive. Like, and that's a damning thing, right? Like. That's all you got to do is replace somebody who's non-productive who that at least allows you to run. Hurst Hayden wasn't Hurt. non-productive. He was non-productive. He, was, he made a fa- <laughs> He was non-productive. I'm not saying he was trash. He was non-productive. Well, I, maybe what you consider to be non-productive and what I consider to be, to be non-productive are two different things. Because if we're talking stat lines, then obviously, yes, you would consider that. But to me, it's, he bring, he brought more to this offense than that, and that's why they struggled the way that they did the next season. But that is my personal they, opinion. They didn't, the, the biggest struggle to me was they couldn't get the three tight end sets. And that, like, that you couldn't find someone else. Was he else. one of them? Right, that's the point. Oh, that you okay. couldn't find someone else. That's the damning part. Be- the damning part is that you couldn't find someone else that you could play in a team that needed to have three tight ends sounds on the to field. Me like, sounds to me like his, his presence was needed. It would have been helpful, as it turns oh, okay. out. I already said that. Did I not already say that? No, I said uh, that, you sound right? to me like you crapping on the no. dude. Well, it's not productive. Like I can me. do both things. I can do both things. Again, production say, to me, is if we talk in stats and production, mm-hmm. then, then that's one thing. But to but, me, production doesn't necessarily mean damning, what's on the paper. The damning part for a team is if, you, if all somebody was bringing to you was the ability to get into those sets – if somebody was only bringing that to you and not an actual productive player and you can't replace that, that says something about you. 
Like the Chiefs can't replace a non-productive downfield receiver. I agree with that's that. on them as a team. And I agree with the fact that the Ravens, the right now, the they can't run the ball. And guess what? The Ravens can't run the ball either. No, no, that's <laughs> the true. Chiefs can't run the ball. The Ravens can't, can't run the ball. I don't know how we just got into. We got into a ten minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we sorry, y'all. Yeah, we, it's our we, fault. Back it's our back fault. to the regularly scheduled. AJ program. Marcus Peters lost sealed the fate. No. Um, and like, trust me, it'd be nice to have Marcus. We're just saying things, just saying things. Uh, Brian, I know this is a little like crying over spilled milk, but how does Cincinnati only get one penalty, no run game at all? Um, I, I don't. Maybe they're a little bit more disciplined. I mean, I don't know. What you want to say? It, look, I thought for at one point the, the Bengals had two penalties or had no penalties. The Ravens only had two. It's not as if the Ravens. Yeah, were it wasn't. It wasn't like we were out of control. It today. was. It was pretty clear that the officials were largely letting things go. And frankly, like the one down, Averett could have been called for the one down field. Um, they didn't throw a flag for it. It could have been more either way. Is it was it, a lot of holds today. Is it weird? It was a lot of holds yeah, today. Sure. However, I mean, they just decided not to call them today. And it was on both sides. And this, look, I, I'm fine with that. I think the most egregious ones was the the back-to-back to back false starts. Was it three well, back? Yeah, was when it three they went balls? from fourth and five to fourth and 15, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so – Hey, man, it happens sometimes. But I, I just don't think that they were calling many things today. Outside of the egregious calls, they weren't calling anything. From Paul, wasn't one of Harbaugh's stellar efforts as head coach today, not letting Tucker attempt the 56-yard field goal, calling the timeout, the punt, and then that challenge of the catch fumble. I don't think he called the timeout. Lamar called the timeout. So that, I, I wrote something about this on Twitter. I would like to know... And like we'll never be able to get this answer, right? But I would like to know how all that works. Right? Me too. I, I, I would I, too. I, like this is the 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 silly because I I really don't know who's to blame here. Is this the type of thing where like obviously Lamar Jackson knows he's not supposed to call that? Like there's so many layers to this. Did they tell him to call a timeout? That's a good question. If they told him to call a timeout, then that that's it's on him. I hope somebody did they assume, this in post-game. but he's never gonna give the answer. I want to know. I know, but he's never gonna give the answer. Did, did they assume Lamar has to know you don't call a timeout here, right? So they didn't feel the need to say it to him. Did they say it to him and then he just forgot and had a brain fart? And that I would just like somebody had a brain fart. I would just like to know somewhere in here. Somebody had a brain how fart. How does it happen? How does that happen? The brain fart happened. Because things went so drastically bad, it's one play that'll easily be forgotten. But it's insane. How does that ever happen? That you take a timeout and piss away a timeout in that situation. I was so You have livid. to know that you can't do that. I was so living, Glenn. So whose fault is it? Like, not only did you call the timeout, like, you could have used the extra cushion for the punt. You really could have. The five yards wasn't going to hurt. If anything, it, no. it, it, it gives your punter some, yes. re, some, some leverage. Of course. I was livid. And my initial reaction was I tweeted hard but it was Lamar but you're right it's very possible that somebody coached him into doing that and whoever did it whoever is responsible for it is wrong as hell and I was so it annoyed was bad. It. It was I bad. was so annoyed and, I, and like the art the best argument we should have knew then the best argument somebody's gonna make about the challenge was like well hey you know that you just wanted to slow down and get a look at it again and see and look at all the elements but like no you got somebody that's their job in a booth they got someone sitting in a booth whose job is you look at every element and make an emotionless decision about whether or not we can waste a timeout here. And there was absolutely – there are two different things in that replay that made it very clear you were never getting the ball, nor the best argument somebody could make was, well, maybe there was a small chance that in looking at it again, it could have been incomplete. There was no world in which you recover. You, you did not recover a fumble. Two things happened that prevented that. One, the ball was kicked by the wide uh, by Jamar Chase while he was, he was out, out of bounds. bounds. So, so that, that negated First, it. that was over. Secondarily, you never actually recovered the ball. Well, Whoever it was. Well, Patrick Queen did pick it up. No, but the sec the first defense who the, the, whoever the cornerback was that was first touching it was out of bounds as he was touching right, it. Right. So and I think I think the, he didn't realize yeah. that's why he that's why he lifted up so someone right. else could touch it cuz But he had already made contact while it was right, out of bounds. So right. the ball would have been dead there. Right. There were two different elements that said you were not Now the that's ball. the part that's the part that I was aware obviously that okay, his foot hit the ball while he was out of bounds. Right. So I figured, okay, once they showed the replay and I'm like, okay, he's out of bounds, it's over. I didn't even realize that the, the, the defender was yeah, out of bounds touched, himself. Touched the ball while right. he was out of bounds and that would have yeah, killed it there and too. That so killed it. There were two elements that made sure you weren't getting the ball. Now, there is an argument that can be made of, well, but if it had been incomplete, that would have been a benefit because it was like a 30-yard play, something along those lines. And yes, it would have, but again, in looking at the replay, it was very clear to see he had three steps. one, two, three, this is a catch. As unfortunate it is that multiple things went the Bengals' way on this play that were very close, that's what happened. 
And in looking at the replay, emotionless, whoever's job it is in a booth to just emotionlessly watch the thing and figure out what happened on that play, they've got to be the ones to step in and they say, no, nah, dude, nah, dude, we're not giving up. We're not wasting another time out this way. We're not doing it. I get it. The crowd's going to be mad because they want to get the ball back. The players all think they, like, I get it. But I'm the one whose job it is to um, take all of the emotion out of it and just look at this and tell you whether or not you're wasting a timeout. And I can tell you you're wasting a timeout doing this. That right. can't happen. Right. That can't happen. I agree. Um, from Paul, we got a bunch of Pauls checking, but Paul G, Paul M. Uh, Paul G, regardless if we can't run the bar or not, we should be able to keep up. We shouldn't be losing by 20 or more points. It's pathetic. I mean, look, this game got I, I, so, some of that final score. At the end. It was at the end. They went for it in their own territory on fourth down on multiple direct. Stop. Like, you're getting carried away by what the final score was. It was a 27-17 to 17 game that got carried away because they decided some, some, it being some decisions that right. I probably wouldn't have made, but they did. Insanely aggressive. Yes. And, and, and so you're, and over, you're overreacting to the score. I agree. Instead of to what actually happened in the game. This was a game that was very competitive into the second half when it got away from the Ravens. So... Yeah, it ain't like they came out from the beginning and was and and, and tore them if, down. If they run the ball better, if they control the ball, if they have longer possessions, we wouldn't be having this conversation potentially. Uh, do you think this was a trap game of sorts, riding high off the best team effort against a good team with the buy on the horizon, playing a team you've dominated the last couple of years? Well, what do, what do we consider a trap game? Because my definition, Glenn, of a trap game is having yes, playing a good team the week before and then playing um, a lesser or or a bad team the following week. I don't consider Cincinnati to be a bad team. I considered I even it's the come, first division game even, of the year. Even even going into the, even going into this game, I considered them to be a good football team so I, I, what does the trap game mean to that person because to me that's right. not a trap game they were a formidable opponent well, it, I think they're trying to paint the picture is it possible that the Ravens players themselves felt so good about themselves Very after last week that they almost felt a, a layer of invincibility coming into this week. Very possible. And they were all making their vacation plans for the bye. Very possible. And thinking that the coaching staff was going to be giving them extra days off hmm. because again the bye only guarantees you four days off that's it. That's, I think, the dirty little secret about the NFL is that you think that you're de- you only get a guarantee of four days off. But if you're riding a six-game win streak... You might get six then days. Then they might very well say, yo, we've been banged up. Take the whole... We'll come in Monday, Tuesday, and then... Be done. That's it. Well, you know that ain't happening now. I mean, if, if they had lost the game late, I could still maybe have seen like a scenario where they say, all right, it's heartbreak. The way they got ended up getting their butts kicked, yeah, I think they're probably going to at least go to work through Wednesday. Like, that's my gut. I don't know if they're going to, you know, only get the, the four, but, like, they're going to have to do a little bit of work. I, is the scenario possible where they're feeling really good about themselves and they were thinking about a bye? Maybe. Possibly. But is that really the story of what happened today or is really the story of what happened today? They're not good at running the football. And we've got one game of evidence where they could run the ball and six games of evidence where only Lamar Jackson could run the ball otherwise. Now, the other layer of that, Rita, is I'm still frustrated by Lamar running being a, an emergency plan for this team. Like, it still infuriates me that to start games, they're not having Lamar. Like, it took the Bengals scoring a touchdown today before for Lamar to move the ball. would yeah. start running. Yep. It's nuts to me. I'll never understand this. This idea that Lamar running should only be a backup plan is crazy to me. And it's not just because they can't run otherwise. Lamar running is the best weapon this football team has. Which, again, every time I say this, doesn't mean Lamar can't throw the ball. Stop trying to make that a thing. Lamar, as a runner, is one of one. Yeah. That should never be your backup plan. I agree, but the, but at the same time, then you see the hit, he took a couple hits today that I wasn't really. Happy but I thought about. some of that was because he was running in four situations. Well, that's possible, but I'm just. Making I think a point part that of the part of the plan of, of running the ball to start to come out of the shoot and say we're going to mix in the run is to catch them off guard. Is say they don't know what's coming. And we're going to Franklin Lamar running. Would I like to see more RPOs from them? Would I? Yes, I absolutely would. Um, I feel like maybe they don't want to do it that much because they're trying to preserve him. I, 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 that's how I feel potentially. But then, like you said, when they feel like that they need a spark. As they, soon as they, they fall behind, they go, the first they, thing go, they, go to. they go to it because they know they know it works. So why this the risk, whatever I, risk you think is there 
is there then. I it doesn't know. go away. I get it. No, I'm with you, but I don't know to what degree I want I want that to happen. I, I want this team to do what they do best. Yes. And Lamar Jackson running the ball is what they do best. It's fair, but I also understand. Like, today I saw a couple hits, and I was like, man, I, I get it too. You know what I mean? I saw him get sacked a few times where I was like, man. This is the I can't do the bit where we pretend like the hits. Well, no, no, no. I get it. I I, I get it. I, I'm on your side for the most part when it comes to you know being in the pocket versus running. I am. I am. Then, but there are there are sometimes where I see him running and I see guys looking like they're trying to take him out, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. But I do agree. Like they I, look RPOs work. In this offense, it just it does because it's been successful. So I don't know why you guys are not really trying to do that as much. I mean, we get it. We want you. You you heard us talking about the evolution of this passing offense, and you've done something about it. But I agree in with you in the fact that you're now starting to get away with get away from what you're good at. And that is the part that doesn't become beneficial for this offense long-term. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. All right, I'll get to the rest of your comments, and then we'll um – well, we don't have a game to set up for next week because there's God. no game. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll wrap things up yeah. when we come back in. Uh, Ravens lose 41-17. Oh, God, just saying that out loud is yikes. 41-17 to the Bengals today. It's the Project Game Day postgame show. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. Hey guys, it's Paul Valley, and there's a new era of Glenn Clark Radio as I've joined Glenn every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon. There will be some changes, but what won't change is the absolute best daily discussion of Baltimore sports. You can watch us live at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All right, back in here on the Project Game Day postgame show. Glenn Clark, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, after a brutal one-sided Ravens loss today to the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals as uh, we are winding down. You know, we are still going to do the Tyus Bowser show this Tuesday night. And I know, Rita, you had fun when you came out to yes, the Tyus I Bowser did. show. I had, had a, a great good time. time 
We're going to be, unfortunately, it's a private show this week on Tuesday night at the Center Club downtown, which is a pretty incredible place. I know you were down there for the party a couple mm-hmm. years ago. It is a, uh, it is a happening spot. Uh, but we got more shows we're going to be doing out with you guys. We're going back to the Bowman later on this year. We are going to be at Mother's in Federal Hill. No, we're going to be at Mother's in Timonium oh, in when? a couple weeks. Pull up the yeah, my mama want to know because you know my mama loves I know coming to all the stuff. I know she my does. Mom, my mom, we enjoyed the Tyus Bowser show when we went to Bowman's a couple weeks ago. So my, my mom was not able to stay because she had um, a commitment. So she was like, I want to go back and, you know, this time I'll stay. Yeah, you know, right. Hang end, out so. with the guys. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be at Mother's and Timonium on November 16th as well. So this Tuesday night is a private show. Then Mothers and Demonium on November 16th for the next Tyus Bowser show you'll be able to come out to. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser to find out more. It's all brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia as well as Pressbox. Uh, I'm huh. sorry. I was what, over what here. What are you laughing uh, about? The because, Bears? No, I just eight receptions for 201 yards. I, look, if y'all respect that rookie by now, yeah. <laughs> man, I don't know yeah. what else. I don't know what else to tell and, you, dog. And this is the thing that the funny thing is we had talked about this throughout the week. The storyline for this game to me was like this should be a good game, but beyond that, this probably is the first chapter in what could be a, ri- a real rival. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not. The Steelers will always be the Steelers, and when they find their next quarterback, they might be just as much of a problem. Like that organization, as much as we like hate to admit it, has overwhelmingly done a great job of not being down for long. Right. <clears throat> I have no idea what the Browns are going to be because I have no idea how they handle Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what the Browns are going to look like. And the Steelers, I'm sure, will find another quarterback. And once they do, they will get their act together at some point. Right. Like, I have no doubt that's true. But in the meantime, these two teams definitely look like the teams that have the best core pieces in place to set up for the next five years. Because those two dudes in Cincinnati say whatever you want about their offensive line, say whatever you want about any other problem they might have. Those two dudes, if they stay healthy, they're going to be problems. They was a problem today. Yeah, the Ravens had trouble with A.J. Green, and he never had a quarterback as good as Joe Burrow. To take nothing away from, you know, Dalton. To Andy Dalton was serviceable, and he got a little taste. I think he got a little taste at the end of Carson Palmer. Yeah. I think he got a small I taste think so. of Carson Palmer. And Carson Palmer in his prime was a really good quarterback. Um, but this dude is better than those guys. This dude is special. I just, I, I literally had questions, Glenn. I, I felt going into this game that the Ravens were going to get away from what they do against high power teams simply because I thought that they might not have thought the that full they respect for, for them. Yeah. I did, and it worried me. And I told my friend, I, I didn't think we was going to win today. I'm sorry, guys. I felt it in my bones. But honestly, I, I, I said, though, if the Ravens find a way to win the Chargers game, mm-hmm. the Bengals game, is going. it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be one or the other. It's just very hard in this league to play top competition on a week-to-week yep. basis and continue to win when you have so many guys on IR. It just happens. like It just doesn't really happen that way. And the Ravens are doing good. They're being resilient. That's all fine and dandy. But at some point, some of those things start to catch up and, with you just a little bit. And the Bengals' run defense is significantly better, better than, what than it was. the Chargers was. Uh, yep. And so yep. that thing yep. that you were able to figure out a week ago. Well, they're, they were, they're dead last in run defense. The Chargers is, uh, have maybe the worst run defense they, in the NFL. They do. It's 30 the Beng- second. The Bengals had a top 10 run defense in the league. So there's the difference right there. That And again, nobody. You, it's easy to say, well, yeah, but why does that, like, the defense got their ass kicked. I keep coming back to that to me being the story. You're, you're, you're getting overwhelmed by the number 41. You really are getting overwhelmed by that number. I don't know what it would have been if the Ravens had been able to run the ball a little bit today, and I don't know what it would have been if they hadn't been going crazy and going for and fourth down in their own territory in the second half. You're, I you're, think that that's you're, fair. You're losing your mind about the number 41 instead of thinking about where this game was in the third quarter and where it turned and what could have been different if the Ravens could have just run the ball a little bit, controlled some clock, and gone down and scored instead of giving up touchdowns on multiple possessions and then feeling like they had to press and they had to push and they had to go for everything. And remember, they still got a turnover in the end Even after everything, they still got a turnover in the end zone with a chance in a two-possession game in the fourth quarter to try to, like, go do something. He did. But they were one-dimensional. Yes. 
And it wasn't just they were one-dimensional. They were one-dimensional without even being able to pass protect. And so. you're one-dimensional. You can't pass protect. And as much as I love you, Lamar Jackson, I don't know if you'd ever heard about this show or nothing. I don't know. but I, I Yes, if, if you're familiar with this show. If somebody knows Lamar, tell him it is okay to live to see another down. It is okay to give the ball to the running back in the flat. It is okay to not try to hit the big play every single time. You did not have to take five sacks. I know – now, Glenn, I, I don't know. I would have to watch some film, but I would. it would behoove me <laughs> if I found out that the Ravens did not have a running back in the flat on pass plays. I would I, – I, I don't know. Is that not happening yes, here? I, 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 I would have to go back and look at those plays too myself. But, yes, you would like to think that there were times. So what are we know. doing here? What are we doing here? If it's not there, then make just give it off to the guy that can get two, three, four yards. Just give it to him. Or throw it away. Or throw it away. Live to see another down. I understand that you want to be the guy that's going to push this offense forward, but sometimes that play is not there. So find a way to live to see another down. It is okay to give the ball to the running back in the flat. It is okay to throw the ball away. And it is okay to run a little pre- premature if, you, if everybody is covered and you and you don't have it. I know you're trying to wait to that very last second. This offensive line ain't that good, Lamar. Go ahead and do what you do best, baby. But stop trying to force it to the very last second on an offensive line that is not that good. And it doesn't make the pass protection his fault. I'm yeah, not saying you know, it's right, his fault. Right. I, I, I'm I know, saying I that it's, his, it's also it his job it, to keep the offense on the field. 100%. Find a way to either get rid of the ball by dumping it off. It's nothing wrong with dumping it off. And I thought that we had made some progress this year because we've seen him dump it off a couple times. I thought we made some progress. And then I feel like we regressed today. My, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I want him to stop. I want him to stop it. I'm with you. I need, with I need you. somebody to tell Lamar to stop. <sighs> Frustrating day. Frustrating day. Maybe and look, maybe y'all needed that. Maybe you need to go into the bye week to see how you got your ass whipped because maybe you come out and you want to be fiery in the second half. I, I think that also hopefully will be what reminds them that they need to be aggressive in personnel decisions. Absolutely. I, like that's to me, I think, the big story. Potentially, big yes. All right. Um we of course that means no project game day next Sunday. Enjoy whatever crazy thing you're gonna do for Halloween we'll next week. We'll be back weekend. for we'll be back for the Vikings, Vikings game on the seventh. Yep. And Rita's back with me. Rita's back. Rita's supposed to be in the groove for a few weeks. I until am. she tells me otherwise. I'm, until she says I'm going to Chicago. Let me pull that one up. But that's right. that's the end of November. Yeah, I'll look at that. I can I can get that. But first. other than that, I'll be right. here. I'll be here, guys. All this right. is the, this is the stretch. I'm here. I ain't going to no more games. I'm tired. Of, I love. It, it's starting it's, to get cold out. Um, it's getting cold. It's getting expensive. I hear you. I so, hear you. All right. You know. All right. At the NFL Chick on Twitter. Yes. Of course, uh, the Gridiron Gals podcast yes. as well. Yes. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. for Glenn Clark Radio. It's uh, I would say it's been fun, but we'd be lying. It's definitely not been fun, but it's been necessary. We had to have these tough conversations. That's Let, the way. Look it at goes. it like this. The last time you had this type of conversation was week one. Mm-hmm. It's week seven. Oh, we had a really pleasant. It was a really pleasant month, month and a half there. Oh, it was a lovely time. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys in two weeks. This has been the Project Game Day Post Game Show.